Hello and welcome everyone. Hope you've had a great week and thank you for spending part of it with us. I'm JB Long and this is a special divisional round edition of Between the Horns presented by your Southern California Toyota Dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams. I'm joined by my radio broadcast partners, Maurice Jones-Drew and DeMarco Farr, who's got some history against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the postseason. D. Farr, let's start with you. What's up? How you doing? Oh, good, man. Uh, I, I want to use my, my season pass to get back in the SoFi. I want to see Rampage one more time. So we, we need to win. <laughs> the Rams need to go out and win this game, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, isn't it incredible what an opportunity this weekend is against the reigning Super Bowl champions at their place, Maurice? But if you can earn the right to play in the NFC Championship game, you would either have another swing at the 49ers at SoFi with the Super Bowl next or go to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers, the likely MVP in the pack. <clears throat> good stuff. You know, JB, it's, it's so funny you say that. I remember after that week 18 game, I went home and one of my buddies who's a big Niners fan, I looked at him. I said, listen, don't be surprised if you see this game played again here in SoFi in the NFC Championship game because of how well both those teams played. Uh, I think the Rams last week showed that they were the, the true number two seed, the way they handled the Cardinals. And listen, you got to go to Tampa and that, that happens sometimes, but – You've had success against the Buccaneers, and so can you take uh, can you take advantage of this opportunity? And I, I want to say this: Is it the Buccaneers, or is it that Sean McVay has had success against Bruce Arians and his staff? Because let's remember, they were in Arizona his first couple years when he got to Los Angeles. They had success, so uh, there's a lot of history tied to this game. I can't wait to break it down, though. I mean, I think the three of us could take this all the way to kickoff at noon on Sunday, right? I'm not sure if all of the platforms could support that much streaming, but uh, I'm having a hard time choosing where to begin. I mean, I want to get to Cam Akers and his impact, Jalen Ramsey and what matchup he might draw against a depleted um, skill group in Tampa Bay, Ernest Jones' return, Eric Weddle's impact. But DeMarco, should we go with quarterbacks? Should we start at the top? Well, start start with position number one uh, on both sides, Matthew Stafford and, and Tom Brady. You are playing the GOAT. Uh, that's just what it is. Uh, you're playing Tom Brady. And Matthew Stafford is standing across from the GOAT. So, And you need good Matt Stafford. I, I like the Matt Stafford we saw against Arizona. Now that's because of a solid run game, a great job by the offensive line, giving him time, number one, number two, uh, opening up holes for the run game to throw off play action. And when he has time, you, you see the arm talent. The guy can just get it to anywhere on the field at any moment. So, yeah, I think it will be decided by the quarterbacks, no doubt. Uh, whichever quarterbacks – I would say this. I'd rather have the Rams strike first and make Tom Brady chase you. It doesn't really matter because the guy can score. He can absolutely keep up scoring with anyone. But I'd rather have Tom Brady chasing me because – he is human. Uh, if he's behind and you force another three and out, he can get frustrated. He may slam down another laptop or whatever. So I'd rather have him chasing me than behind. But this is all about keeping Tom Brady on the sideline. And what's important is Matthew Stafford staying on on third down. That's what we did see versus Arizona. I hope that carries over to Tampa Bay. This is one of those life comes at you quickly moments. A week ago, we we're talking about going up against Kyler Murray, making his first playoff start and trying to get Matthew Stafford his first playoff win, Maurice. Well, he did. And now across the sideline from him is the all-time leader in playoff wins, Tom Brady. He's got nearly twice as many as Joe Montana. Um, but this is kind of how it was meant to be, right? The Bucks win the Super Bowl at their place last year. The Rams go out and get Matthew Stafford and others to make their push to host SoFi Stadium Super Bowl this year. And here they are in the divisional round. You know, uh, 
DeMarco said it best last week. Like you earn the right to play the goat. And then that's the only way you want to do it. Like you don't want to go get the princess from the castle and not have to slay the dragon. You don't right. want it to open the door. You don't want the red carpet out there. You want to have some callus. You want to have some fighting. You want to have to go through some adversity. I, I think that's always the best. I remember playing and, you know, I remember we were playing the Colts one year and Bob Sanders was, was like healthy for the game. Finally, and they asked him quite, they go, why, like, are you, why are you excited to play Bob Sanders? He's one of the best. I want to know what we do if it works or not against the best, right? Mm. And so I think for the Rams, it's the same way. You don't want to go and play. You didn't want to if Philly won and had to do that whole debacle. You want to play Tom Brady at his best in, in, in Tampa with that atmosphere that they've created there. And very similar to when DeMarco said that the year they beat the Niners, they knew that they can go out and beat um, and win the Super Bowl. The same thing here. You have to defeat three teams that you've struggled with or at least two of the teams you struggle with, and the GOAT. And so you can go out there and you can beat Tom Brady. That's confidence building for the next round. That's confidence building for the next couple rounds as you go forward. So um, I, I'll say this. The one thing that always concerns me with the Rams are big defensive linemen. Uh, hopefully Brian Allen and company can hold up as you protect Matthew you Stafford on that third round. <laughs> right. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can you hold up? Because you know what the, the Bucks are going to do, Right. They, they are who they are. They're going to play press man on third down, and you talked about DeMarco. Can you keep those drives alive? Mm-hmm. Can that offensive line protect long enough for Odell, Cooper Cup, and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby to get open on third downs? DeMarco, last week we talked about how the Cardinals like the blitz. They're a blitz-heavy identity defense, and Matthew Stafford just put together the best season of any quarterback in, let's say, modern NFL history, the next-gen era, in terms of defeating extra rushers. Well, who's one of the few teams that blitzes more often than the Arizona Cardinals? Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is either going to break pattern here, or is this going to be best against best? You know what? I like this group. Uh, I do. Uh, if it were, if it wasn't for the Rams, I would root for Tampa Bay because I like that group, especially on defense. Veterans, uh, veteran guys, they – uh, you can tell the the attention to detail is there, and the standards are high. I mean, everybody runs to the football, but Todd Bowles does bring it, and he brings it from all over the place. So it's up for the offensive line. You have to be really in tune with each other. You have to communicate and slide it all the way out from tackle to tackle, and running backs and tight ends have to be involved because, like you said, these twist games and these late safety blitzes, somebody's going to have to be there to pick it up. But Matthew Stafford, uh, if you give them a chance to see it coming and pre-snap reads, pre-snap motions, all that sort of stuff to get them to tell, you can throw through it. Uh, Same with Tom Brady. When you bring heat on him, he throws through the blitz. He makes you pay for it. Matthew Stafford can do the exact same thing, but receiver and quarterback have to be on the same page. Uh, You have to know when you're reading hot because that ball is going to come out. The last thing you want, go back to that first game in uh, September. Um, That game could have changed big time when Matthew uh, uh, Stafford threw it off Cooper Cup's hands and it was almost picked and dropped. That was 0-0. That could have really changed things. So you have to be on the same page because Todd Bowles is not going to stop till he gets guys home. It cuts the other way, too. I mean, in some ways, Brady and the Bucks are the perfect antidote to what the Rams like to do defensively. They're probably the best quick game offense in the entire National Football League, Maurice, and especially without Antonio Brown and now without Chris Godwin. You know, they got Mike Evans, they've got Gronk, but Tom Brady has brought his time to throw levels down to career low rates. And last week against the Eagles, when his center and right tackle got banged up, he pruned it even further. Is this the moment where we see Raheem Morris and Jalen Ramsey get into opposing targets a bit more, play more press man, or will they try and make Brady dink and dunk for four quarters? 
Uh, you would hope it's press man, right? Because think of think of this: you have Jalen Ramsey who's going to cover Mike Evans. We got that. That we call that a wash. Both guys are really good. They've competed. We've called that game, JB and Demarco, in Tampa before. The same matchup. Um, but then it comes down to the tight ends. And how do you slow down Gronk? How do you slow down Cameron Brake and OJ Howard? You have to get guys in their face and put guys in the middle of the field because that's where they like to roam. Force Tom to throw that harder route that's outside, even though Tom is can make that throw more consistent than most. It's still a harder route. So mm-hmm. I would love to see Pressman a lot rush four, rush five, and and force these guys to try to beat you with what they don't like to do. Uh, you said it best, and and I've 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 went back to that week three matchup uh, against the Bucks. I've went back to last year's matchup mm-hmm. against the Bucks. I even went back to the Super Bowl when Tom was in uh, New England when the Rams played him to see how the Rams matched up. I know it were different coordinators and different things, but the first thing you have to do is take, get off of make Tom get off his first read. And that's how you, you prolong that, that uh, quick release, right? That quick throwing power, get him off that first read. How do you do that? Press man, slow up, slow up their timing, allow that rush to get there. Their right tackles banged up. Their centers banged up. Take advantage of those opportunities, uh, and let's see if Raheem Morris does it. But you're exactly right, JB. If you want to get to Tom, press man is the way to go right now or some type of press zone. You know what's funny? Can I say one thing real quick? Um, this makes me nervous, and I love the guy. You know, you guys know I love Jalen Ramsey, but I hate the fact saying that we're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans and take him away. That's showing Mike Evans no respect. That, to me, is still a 50-50. Really. I mean, with Tom Brady and Mike Evans throwing the football, he is that good. So – I like it. I'd keep five on top of him, but just to say that Jalen will be able to take him away, remember, this is a defending champ now. Mike hmm. Evans is going to have a lot to say about this in the game. No, I, I didn't say take him away. I said yeah. I said wash. They're gonna okay. you're gonna get some and you're gonna you're gonna get some and you're gonna right. lose some. Like this is not gonna be right. it's not gonna be one of those thirteen for hundred and fifty three touchdown type games. That's what I'm saying. Right. Gotcha. Quick update from Tampa Bay, by the way. Their Friday practice in the books. Uh, Ryan Jensen, the center. Tristan Wirfs, the tackle. Progressing nicely, according to Bruce Arians. Not full participants in practice. They're going to be questionable. We'll see about Sunday. Meantime, Eric Weddle has his second playoff game as a Ram this year on the way. Ernest Jones potentially returning to the middle of this defense. First, uh, DeMarco, did you feel Weddle's influence in the back end of the game plan against Arizona, and how might he be able to play chess against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? I I wish you guys would have had a GoPro on my face. I just kept staring at him. I could not believe this is Eric Weddle. He's back on the field, and he's playing. You were just on the couch two days ago or three days ago, whatever it was. I mean, wow, he's a guy that's always in shape, and he's really, really smart. Um, So – He wasn't challenged much. Um, Arizona didn't bring much to the table. I think we all can agree to that. Um, It seemed like they showed up with bags packed. Um, But the defensive line absolutely was racking shop and eating their lunch. So there wasn't much for for the back-end guys to do, especially Eric Weddle. That will change this week. You know that. Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich will find ways to get matchups and isolate you. And he will make you have to cover. So this will be a little bit tougher than what Arizona threw at him. So Eric Weddle played, had some snaps, had zero tackles. This week, you may be called upon to be the leading tackler if you're out there. They're going to find a way to put him into action. So uh, you won't get a free ride like you did versus Arizona. Uh, Troy Reader and Traven Howard both had winning plays in that wild card Monday. Ernest Jones now bolstering that off-ball linebacker position group. And how about this? Just announced by the Rams this morning on this Friday, 
Sebastian Joseph Day defensive tackle, Robert Rochelle rookie corner, and Daryl Henderson running back all activated to return to practice. I should say designated to return, not necessarily going to be activated this Sunday. But more encouraging signs, and Maurice, we're going to go to the most encouraging one, and that's the return of Cam Akers. I mean, I think we have to really dig in on what he does for the Rams' postseason hopes. Well, first, let me say this. Getting healthy right now is the most important thing for the Rams. But the addition of Cam Akers, I mean, JB, we talked about it. DeMarco, we talked about Mm -hmm. it. The offense just looks different, and that's no disrespect to Daryl Henderson. There's no disrespect to Sonny Michelle, uh, who's done a – they've both done a tremendous job. But when you get this man the ball, as we're seeing these highlights, you're seeing this the way he's able to get skinny and one step cut, and he finishes with the, he finishes his runs. Dude. And then the part that I love more than anything is when you yeah. put him out at wide receiver and you run him that you give him the for the love of the game route, which is you just run someone off, right? And most <laughs> most running backs, we just they tell you to run full speed, eighty yards for no reason because you love the game. <laughs> but they throw him the ball in that situation, right? So now he's a viable option. And to me, wow. that is it just shows the versatility he has. It shows what he did and what the Rams saw in him when he was coming out of Florida State. It shows that he is he's the he's been the key piece, right? And we talked about this via text, JB. It's the check down game that gives you so much hope, right? Mm. If you can't run the ball, let's just let's just start, let's say we don't have success running the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Well, I could throw a little swing out to to Cam Akers. And as we saw against the Cardinals, he could turn that into a 20-yard gain. A couple of things on that. One, my favorite moment of this week was watching Sounds of the Game and behind the scenes, Matthew Stafford coming up to Cam Akers and giving him grief for dropping the throw that Stafford targeted him on down that right sideline, but catching the ball that OBJ threw him. It's just wow. it's awesome. If you love the Rams, go check it out. Like This group is so, so fun. It feels like they are gelling at just the right time. But DeMarco, for an offense that lives in empty this season, right, that specializes in the three-by-two with the Trips Bunch having Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and OBJ, and then Higby and the running back to the opposite side. Look, we all love Sony Michelle, and the Rams would not be mm-hmm. where they are without Sony Michelle. but that looks different when that's Higby and a dynamic pass catcher like Akers. It forces your inside linebacker to have to be able to cover, uh, and that's tough. It forces everyone on the field to be able to cover. You're going to find a matchup somewhere in that when you have Cam Akers, when he motions out or lines up outside the numbers. You're going to have to honor that because, like you said, if you drop in the full zone, if he's in the dot or in the gun position and you drop in the full zone trying to worry about – Cooper Cup or OBJ getting behind you and you just give up that little check down. Cam Akers can make you pay. And, you know, I, I know the guy got hurt, but are we going to gloss over the fact that he just ran over Buda Baker? I mean, right. this is a guy that's, like you said, he's nifty, he's shifty, and he's running for power with fresh legs right now. This is a guy you want to use. This is a guy that can help you pay, that can pace you and help you beat Tampa Bay. So, no disrespect to Sony Michelle, but like I said, Cam Akers is coming back like a house of fire, so I would use that. And he's also a problem out of 11. So it just forces everyone. And when you do that, when you shift your running back out, guess what it does to a defense? You can't blitz from there. Or at least you give tells from there. So having him back has been huge for this offense. DeMarco, I know how much you think about Vita Vea, right, and Dominican Sue. One yeah. of the best run defenses in the NFL for the last couple of seasons, right? I, 100. And here's the thing. It's not just those two. They're absolutely deep. 
they can roll four guys at you in the middle and there's no drop off. And JPP is out there as well. Uh, he's at the JPP is at the, the level where he'll give you problems if you have a weak tackle. So this defensive line, this defense, these two linebackers, David and White, boy, I'm telling you, up the gut, it's going to be tough moving the football. But if you stay on the field on third down and you drive them, you can start that fatigue bug happening. But first and tens, you better have a good plan besides just running it up in the middle because that's not going to work. You're not going to move Vita Vea like that. And, and Maurice, real quick, guys, I was okay, going to say this real quick. When you talked about the bunch formation where you have three receivers on one side and then obviously – uh, Higby and Akers and other that gives your quarterback indicators, right? It gives you how to play faster. Are they going to be a man to man like we know the Bucks are? So, I mean, you're going to have two linebackers or a safety and a linebacker mm-hmm. on your tight end side. So now you know where to go with the ball. You know where your man beater is. If it's zone, guess what? You're going to have a corner over Akers and a linebacker over your three receiver side or safety. So, what, what, what Sean McVay has done, he's simplifying his offense by the formations that they're putting in. Um, and it's forcing the defense to show their hand like DeMarco said. So if you are struggling running the ball up the middle or running the ball, period, you can just come out and empty and force them to show their hand, and guess what? Your quarterback now can do what he's done his whole life, just decipher where to go with the ball and play pitch and catch. Or if you like your matchups, bring the running back back in and run it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And it's more traditional and favorable down in distances when you are under center. Acres gives you that outside zone explosiveness. To not necessarily, mm-hmm. I don't want to make it sound like they're running around Vea and Sue in this defensive front for Tampa Bay that DeMarco just described. But they're phenomenal between the tackles. I mean, they are really, really stout. But if you can get them going side to side with – acres and we saw that burst come back last week against the cardinals then all of a sudden your keeper game and everything that was so effective and traditional for all those years with todd Gurley in the backfield yeah it all comes rushing back and and don't get me wrong uh i thought that uh, that allen played a pretty good game against vea when he was singled up and had to hook him or at least keep him away from the ball i thought they did a great job uh they pancaked sue a few times in september so it's not to say that this offensive line is afraid of those two, but like you said, I mean, these are big, strong guys up the gut, and they specialize in stopping the run. But the Rams are no slouch as well. I'll say this, too. This is the, the funniest thing. Um, no matter what happens, right, that outside zone, and it's so funny, uh, there was a meme on the on Instagram or on Twitter that said, when the Rams struggle, he goes back to old reliable. 2018. <laughs> that 2018 playbook still undefeated. We saw right. the bang eight uh, JB to Odell Beckham Jr. early off a play action pass. You you get to see all that open up because you're able to run the ball out of the uh, zone, like you said. So if you can get some some big runs early in the game, like kind of like you did against the Cardinals, where it mm-hmm. may pop here or there, man, that 2018 playbook is tough to beat. It is tough to beat when it's time to go. Hmm. All right, one of these days we're going to give uh, Joe Camillus an apology gift of some kind because we always talk about the kicking game third. We have to lead with it one of these shows. Let's hope no. we get another opportunity. <laughs> but they are coming off their most complete effort of the season. I mean, yeah. Johnny Hecker was incredible. Ben Skoranek, sensational. Matt Gay, perfect. I mean, the long fields that they gave Kyler, I think – were instrumental in what they did defensively, but could be so clutch again this week because if you are going to make Brady play the quick game and take the long way to the end zone, give him long fields, plays like the ones we just saw, DeMarco could not be more consequential. 
Well, they're mandatory. Uh, Tom Brady can drive it from anywhere. If you put Tom Brady on the one, then you're looking at a 99-yard drive or whatever until he scores. It's different versus Arizona, but that is a must. When you have opportunities to back them up or put them on the one, you have to do it. You can't let the ball cross the end zone and get the touchback. You can't give him extra yards. So all that's important. I think we talked about this before last week's game. Keep possession on special teams, number one, and you you may have to steal one going the other way. Uh, I thought the Rams did a great job of keeping possession and doing the blue-collar stuff like we just saw, Ben Skoranek doing it. But that has to be every single play. Uh, You have to maximize it. When you have a chance to back him up, then get every yard that you can and every minute that you can. You have to be smart about special teams. And Matt Gay, again, uh, you look, get points no matter what on the drive. Get points. So – He's got to be letter perfect as well. But the teams, special teams, has been they've gotten nothing but better since that Detroit game. Hmm. All right, let's go around the horn one more time for final thoughts, at least until we get to Sunday and have a whole bunch more fresh thoughts. Uh, who wants to go first? Where are you going? Like, like a matchup to watch, a key to the game? What's on your mind that we haven't been able to touch on yet? Ooh, go ahead, Mo. I know you're going to bring up Gronk. Go ahead. You always do. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to bring up Gronk. I, I think – to me, it's whoever's rushing over the right tackle, right? There's a chink in the armor for the Bucks. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I and I'll say this, I remember playing against Tom Brady and the Patriots and all these things, and we used to talk about special teams, how important it was, mm-hmm. and I always thought it was because of Bill Belichick. It has nothing to do with Bill Belichick. It had everything to do with Tom Brady. You have to you have to put so much pressure on him in all three phases that it becomes too much to bear, right? So you guys are exactly right, but how do you put pressure on them when they're on offense? Their center is banged up. Their right tackle has an ankle injury, whatever it may be. Whoever's rushing that guy, you have to take advantage of. If you saw the Philadelphia game, if you watched that game, they took it. Ryan Kerrigan took advantage of it. Straight speed to bull or speed, yeah, speed to power. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs is one of the best right tackles in the game, but there's a chink in the armor, so you have to take advantage of those opportunities. Von Miller has rushed on the right side a couple times, gotten sacks. Leonard Floyd has done the same thing. Whoever's on that side. You have to force that man to put his foot in the ground and see if that ankle can hold up. I know it doesn't sound like the best way to do things, but when people are banged up and hurt, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. And this is different to Mo's point because Tom Brady didn't see Von Miller. Now that's that's high five nines, low four sixes, loose in your backfield if you're Tom Brady. So quick release, so be it. If he holds it, uh, that's a different animal than what you saw in September. I, I agree 100%. And that's probably going to be the guy that rushes over uh, the wounded fawn on the Serengeti and Leonard Floyd as well. Uh, bring that. And you need that Sean Robinson that we've saw for the last three weeks. Need that guy. Uh, I think that might have been the last time a defensive tackle has led the team in tackles since Bash did it. And you told me that he may be coming back. Great. Stop the run. Flatten it out. Force it on to Tom Brady. Make it one-dimensional. You can make this game a little bit easier that way. But uh, the matchup I'm looking for, we mentioned it earlier, it's, it's Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans. You know Brady's going there. Brady doesn't care who you are. If he sees man coverage, he's going deep. He's going vertical with Mike Evans to see if his guy can make it. He believes in his guy more than you believe in yours. So that matchup, he's not going to go away from him. The other one is Gronk. Gronk versus whatever linebacker or safety happens to be over the top. And go back and look at that game in September. Brady and Gronk were this close to making some big plays in man coverage versus Mm -hmm. safeties and linebackers. So – they're coming back to that. So whoever lines up on Gronk and has him going down the field and Jalen versus Mike Evans for the marquee matchup. Go One ahead. more thing. One more thing. We talked about Eric Weddle. We really didn't harp on how important he was to the Rams. 
the fact that he came out and he was able to communicate and talk about some things. I was talking with Kirk Morrison about it. There was a play in the game. I forget exactly where it was, but Jalen Ramsey was covering a guy and they were in a type of two shell. And you saw Weddle kind of say something to Ramsey or give him a signal. Yeah. Pretty much what, what Kirk Morrison told me was that, look, you can jump anything shallow because I have, if you get double moved, I got you. See, Those little playing. things like that yeah. are going to be the difference in this type of game. That's right? playing the game versus just running what you called. Exactly. And I think there's a big that, time difference. And I was going to ask you, Taylor Rapp coming back. Is Taylor Rapp up for this game? We don't know yet. We'll get the latest from Sean McVay later okay. today on this Friday. All right. That's but that's the difference when you have a veteran like Weddle. I know what the call is, I know what the concepts are, but based on what we're seeing, this is what we're going to do without mm-hmm. having to practice it. Yeah, that's very important. And I'll just finish with the offensive line, who I thought had an incredible bounce back performance. From week 18 to the wild card, they were outrageously good. I want this for Andrew Whitworth, of course, right? Like he has postponed retirement for moments like these. I hope for the Rams' sake and for his sake that he is able to go. If not, what an incredible luxury to have Joe Nopum as a starting caliber left tackle backup and maybe a supplement, right? We've seen some of those extra eligible lineman packages could be very uh, impactful in the game plan again this week. You know me, guys. I, I think it comes down to coaching, quarterbacking, and trenches, right? And if you win two out of those three each week, chances are you can get wins in the NFL, if Stafford's as good or better than Brady, um, if McVay is as good or better than Arians and his staff, mm-hmm. and if the offensive line overachieves relative to uh, their counterparts, I think we might have a chance to do this show again next week. If Witt's breathing, he's playing. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, that, that is – I know the Bucks had kind of a half a game against the Eagles too, but on a short week, don't overlook how low the snap counts were for the Rams, right? And that went over the Cardinals, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. You go into that overtime thriller against the 49ers. You come in battered and bruised and get kind of short work on a Monday night before going on the road to Tampa Bay. At this stage of the season, after 17 games and an overtime week 18, about as fresh as you could hope for, right? See, Maurice, I'd rather just stay in pain. I'm glad it's a short week. Don't let me heal, you know, like feel good, and then go beat myself up again. I'd rather just stay in pain. You're, you're crazy. I listen. <laughs> I that's the difference between alignment and a, and a and a, a skill position. I need to be at 110 percent before we get to, to to Tampa. And I'm and I'm over here. I'm probably I'd probably been getting massages every day, chiropractor. I'm everything treatment. I'm all over the place. All right, somebody come pick me up. I want to go. Let's go to the airport. Let's fly right now. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, hang tight to Marco and MJD. Got some uh, business to take care of, and then I'll say goodbye to you one more final time. We want to thank our audience for tuning in to this week's Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota Dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams. And we would like you to look forward to your chance to purchase Super Bowl tickets for SoFi Stadium. The Rams are offering a chance to make that happen by February 1. Fans who purchase... 2022 Rams season tickets or renew their season tickets for next year will be entered into a sweepstakes for an opportunity to buy Super Bowl 56 tickets. Being a Rams season ticket member entitles you to benefits like guaranteed home playoff ticket access and savings, pre-sale opportunities for SoFi Stadium events, exclusive member experiences and gifts, and a whole lot more. Plus, in 2022, you're going to get an extra home game included as part of that NFL's 17-game regular season formula. 
Next season, five of the nine home opponents qualified for this year's playoffs, including Josh Allen and the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills and Dak Prescott and the NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys. For more information and to purchase your 2022 Rams season tickets, go to therams.com slash 2022. That's therams.com slash 2022. All right, that's all I've got. Like I said, hope we get to do this show again, and I hope we're not waiting until 2022 next season for the next Rams home game at SoFi Stadium. MJD, DeMarco Farr, you guys are the best. I love you. Let's go to Tampa Bay. See you there. Rampage, can't wait to see you. 